following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. It's a new year and a new world on this episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me, I have... It's I'm Rod Durrell, Addicts. And... Happy Crow Kitty. And... Editorial writer, Laser Kid. You'll have to forgive Laser. He's very hoarse. He just got over a sinus infection, or rather, he's getting over a sinus it's infection. It's fun. I'm at, at least I'm through my antibiotics. Tis yeah. the season to be sick. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I'm always hearing people coughing on the bus, and I'm like, no. (laughs) You better cover your mouth. I work in a fucking hospital. I'm a walking fucking petri dish, and I deal with basically unhygienic people a lot. So you have, like, the immune system of a rock, I bet. Probably. (laughs) The most robust of all of us. Supposedly, that's how it works. If you're constantly around the sick. Uh, I built up immunity to a certain degree, but you know, I still I'm still prone to get sick at times, and mm. you know, uh, even though I don't mask up, you know, we do have dividers and stuff. But uh, what can I say, man? So are you are you down with the sickness? Nah. Sorry, I'm not sorry, but I'm a little. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a little bit disturbed by it, but you. <laughs> oh, y'all gonna outpun me tonight. <laughs> I'm so proud of you for that. <laughs> Don't worry, I got some good ones for the for the Dr. Stone discussion. Because we are here to talk about the first seven episodes of the second half of Dr. Stone, The New World. Which, you know, it was pretty hard, that, that cliffhanger that we got. I was but, broken up about it. Uh, just shattered. <laughs> I sat here just grinning because I've read the manga, but we're running out of things for me to have watched because uh, next season that's coming up is going to be the one where I stopped reading. Oh no, huh? now I'm petrified of the future. Okay, I'm going to stop real now. <laughs> the future is indeed petrified. That is a rock solid statement. Uh, <laughs> I tell you that Ibarra guy, he is stone cold. <laughs> Yeah, you know in this future where uh, uh, Senku wants like everybody alive. No, he can he can just not be. He can just stay something else. I don't see any point of him. And <laughs> he at could all. be he could be a lovely, I mean, grotesque statue for yeah. the birds to poop on. Yeah, <laughs> or some some, some great. Technically, he's still alive. <laughs> He'd make some great gravel. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah as long sure, as we don't take sure these would. puns to rock bottom. don't worry we will (laughs) so when we last left the science team and the spy team they were able to obtain the crucial element of platinum and maintain the crucial element of surprise but they're about to lose the later because uh, Ibarra suspects that there's rats among them and it's not just the kind that have been mysteriously showing up around the premises (laughs) in order to test all the women that they recently chose for the master 
that is still creepy and gross. He yep. forces them to damage the petrified Ryusui statue because, you know, he has no idea who that is. But he assumes that anybody who doesn't want to damage the statue must be an infiltrator. That's and after a moment of logic. hesitation, yeah, that Ibarra, he's a creepy old dude, but he's pretty smart. You know, he's, he's, he, he thinks things through. Yeah. And after a moment of hesitation, Kohaku makes a big show of demolishing Ryusui to prove that she's not a spy. Clean but, cuts? Clean yeah. cuts? I mean, I mean, she says that, but come on. <laughs> Those are like what? itty itty bitty pieces and you know say what? something about this though there's this is the one like for a show that is heavily invested in trying to rebuild science the complete you have to completely suspend disbelief for the whole revival fluid and and the petrification and how it works it, it's not yeah. just like a, it's a cure-all in addition to bringing them back from petrification. It actually like fixes and heals their injuries, which is like completely, it doesn't make any sense. But you know what? This is anime logic and this is manga logic it's and I'm, I'm willing to take Stone. it. I'm willing what, to take it. It just seems so out of place for this world. Uh, what my uh, friend is increasingly it, having a problem with that it's it's like it's trying to be all sciencey, but... This, this is the one this thing. This is getting to be nonsense. Yeah, that part. But mm -hmm. I mean, I it, I don't hate it. It's just it's just so jarring when you put it up against the rest of the storytelling. But I guess they had to have some kind of, you know, if they wanted to reintroduce this petrification element, they had to have a way to make it, you know, plausibly uh, a, a a a barrier they could overcome. So you gotta look at it though. If they're petrified and like this strange device probably has some type of healing property, like when people are put back together, that it actually kind of fixes certain ailments. I mean, that is like you said, that's a possibility to that. So yeah. it's not. I mean, it's improbable, but not impossible. In in anim in world logic, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I remember I'm a psych major, so I'm gonna look outside the box on this stuff. I do love this is something that is is an artistic choice. Um, anthropomorphizing the petrification device to Medusa. They call Medusa, <laughs> and then that becomes the symbolism for the rest of that part of the season that they they show her for for obvious re reference to the, the the mythical Greek monster. But I thought that was really fun because it was just like silver, how they had the silver nitrate, I think it was, or whatever it was, was like this this female siren demon, you know? Like, it was kind of sulfur. a fun... So, yeah. Yes, Sulfurina. Sulfur, Sulfurina. Okay. Yeah, did I not tell you I was going to forget something? Yes. They're, they're, they're good old friends, Sulfurina, which they occasionally <laughs> reference, in, including in this season, with uh, the, the gas that's inside the pineapple. Yeah. She's a femme fatale, man. Yeah. <laughs> She's a fatal <laughs> femme for sure. Oh, yeah. Literally. You get a good whiff of her. Ah, uh, dude. That is not something I want to smell. <laughs> no. 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 No, I just talked to the Chemcore guys, man. Those guys are fucked up sometimes, and they'll tell you shit. They have but get, getting back to Kohaku demolishing Ryusui, I'm like, she enjoyed that. You know she enjoyed she that. definitely enjoyed oh, that. Oh, yes. Who wouldn't enjoy pulverizing his smug face? I mean, fair. <laughs> That's completely fair. I mean, I he's mean, a good guy, but man. He's a good guy, he's but a... he's still annoying. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, he doesn't, he really isn't all that annoying, but, you know, I was like, dude, sometimes. He's, he's funny. Up. He is yeah. funny. He's entertaining. That's yeah. for sure. That's for sure. What is his, what's his catchphrase he does when he snaps his fingers? He, he just, wow. He just, 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 just yeah. Ha ha. Just snap, snapping his fingers is really even catchphrase. But, uh, yeah. So the science team start collecting the pieces of their petrified comrades, starting with Ryusui. It's sent over on the science rats. And <laughs> Suika's like, oh, it's body parts. <laughs> Bless your heart, Suika. You're the best. And uh, the next science gadget that they build is an air tank capable of diving because the remains of their friends have been tossed off the ship, the Perseus, into the ocean because, I mean, why wouldn't they be? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they they, they kind of got to grab those pieces before the sea currents pull them away, which is uh, concerning. But, of course, it's not that big a deal. And uh, Soyuz and Ryusui dive to retrieve Hasaki because... Who's, who's the first person they need? They need their craftsman. So they're trying to get him out, but he's too lodged in. And in that moment, they brilliantly think, Taiju. So they get some revival fluid. They revive Taiju. And before they even come up from the water, they pull Kasuki out. I'm like, that was that was a quick figure. <laughs> Good choice. Good that, plan. That did not feel quick at all to me. I was trying to hold. I do this thing. I don't know if other people do this. This <laughs> is a little deranged. Suspension of disbelief. They hold their breath, and it was not. I was not working. I, I do that too. And yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a little the airstream to get the the fluid into his mouth. I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. And we don't need to communicate. We're friends. <laughs> Yeah, don't, you I know, know we, we, exactly we, what you're thinking. The language of friendship. <laughs> you know, we 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 don't have to podcast. We all know how each other feels, really. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But our listeners don't know how we. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that this is what... for our listeners, really. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Josh was asking me about those episodes, man. The scuba diving episode, man. So I had to give some technical. Um, I had to give some technical insight on that. That actually could be interesting. I know you were practicing to do scuba. Um, oh no, dude! I am a scuba diver. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, so, you uh, you said Taiju doing the free dive was okay, but what they did before was not yeah no bueno. The air that, bubble. Yeah, that was not um actually like in a real world scenario that was not even fucking possible for the dead that they went down. So they went down a hundred feet. Uh, with compressed air and okay, let's see. This is um, seventy nine percent nitrogen and twenty one percent oxygen is what you normally have in your tank on your tank at three thousand psi, which is okay. What you want to have is the maximum is your minimum is three thousand psi. But if you're at four thousand to three thirty five hundred psi, that's it. But they were going down, let's see, probably beyond the the recreation depth, which is 20 meters, which is 66 feet. So at um each at each depth that you're going at, which is about four atmospheres, which is down about 196 feet or let's see, I'm thinking 80 meters. Um, at this point, it's not possible for them to be down as long as they were because you lose about 10 minutes at um at each atmosphere. So now, depending on what kind of shape you're in, you could probably stay longer on the dive. But actually, they should have been down there about 20 to probably about 25, 30 minutes. But they were down there a little bit longer than that. And then you have to also think about you're coming back up. 
you have to think about safety stops, which um, you have to off gas, which means you're getting rid of uh, nitrogen in your body so that when you come up completely at your ascent, you're not going to get the bends, which is like something that probably would have happened to them. (laughs) But like I said, this is anime. But as far as Taiju, he was actually fine because the deepest dive as far as a free dive was um, around 436 feet for someone to do that. And that's on one breath. So Taiju going down at 100 feet is actually possible. And, and that's super actually, cool. That's actually yeah. feasible. And you, the thing is, he's going down on one breath. So he doesn't have to worry about nitrogen buildup or anything. He doesn't have to worry about decompressing. But the two yeah. that actually had the scuba tanks, that really wasn't feasible as a scuba diver. And even if you can possibly do that, more like you're going to either get the bins or you're just going to fucking die. Yeah, that's why they do years of training. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to yeah. go through classes. Definitely but needed I, a I, bit more research on the on the diving aspect, but hey, you know. Yeah, they should you have know. hired Jarrell as a, as a consultant for that section. <laughs> Look here, dude. I'm just now starting my dive life, so... But the thing is, like, I've been studying this for years, doing this kind of stuff, like, as far as, like, learning more, being educated about it. Mm-hmm. So I actually do know about it because you have to look into, let's see, we're looking into Archimedes' um, principle, and then we're also looking at Boyle's Law. And Boyle's Law, you're definitely going to use as far as ascending, but Archimedes' principle is going to be for your descent. Basically, mm-hmm. water is eight time, 800 times denser than air. So you're going to feel that pressure. And I'm like, there was just so many things that were left out. But again, it's anime. And I'm not trying to be preacher or sound all elitist about it because <laughs> that's just how it is. That's just anime for you. But um, if you're looking at it as a, actually as a real dive, there were a lot of things that were left out. And I don't want people who probably want to get into scuba diving. This is not how it happens, people. You have to do safety stops um, every yeah. 15 feet. Um, on your scent. So you're going to basically off gas anywhere from three to five minutes while you're doing it. And you're going to um, basically have your neutral buoyancy going as well. But like I said, Taiju could actually do what he did because he, one, he's a freak of nature, but a mm-hmm. well trained free diver can actually go down 100 feet. But like I said, the deepest free dive recorded currently is at 436 feet. Yeah, they do something called packing. Which I learned, like they they pack air so yeah. that they can free dive, which is is really cool. Like, don't try to do it at home, kids. You, you will hyperventilate. No, <laughs> you have to train. The you have beast. to be you have to be trained to do it. But it's actually like you can you can actually pack air into your lungs to do to to have enough, you know, to breathe. You're going down on one breath, and then you're going to come back up on one breath. But yeah, yeah. You know, it takes years of training, and you have to be in like peak condition to do this so yeah. i'm all i'm gonna say is don't try this at home kids yeah <laughs> you're not tied you <laughs> you're not tied you there's a Seriously. reason why they have that that psa at the end of every episode yeah <laughs> yeah i'm so glad that they did that man because i was like i was so scared that somebody I'll might try actually this try home. i mean like i said i'm just getting to my dive life but the thing is, like, because I do have, like, somewhat of a science background, I do know about Archimedes Principle and Boyle's Law, and I work with the guys in the hyperbaric clinic a lot, you know, talking to them, so there's a lot of shit I know in concerns of compression and <laughs> being under the water, because those guys are divers as well. Well, thank you, Dr. Durrell. That was enlightening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all, and also, y'all, 
Yeah, was. Seriously, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready for my next um set of um things to do as far as scuba diving. I'm about to congratulations. I'd love to do it one day. That that's my goal. I'd love to get my own diving license one day. I mean, it's not hard. I mean, it took me two months, but that's because I was only going in on Saturdays. Like, it's just not a cheap hobby, though. (laughs) It's really not a cheap. Ah, no, he's not just Grand Blue dreaming. He's Grand Blue living. (laughs) Yeah, um, I'm just gonna give y'all a quick. Total, like as far as me and equipment that I did buy, um, is I spent around maybe about five thousand. But if you add in the dye bag that my mom bought me for Christmas, um, we're gonna run that total up to like six thousand. And then Ooh. I'm getting ready to do my nitrox class on the twentieth. That's one hundred and seventy-five dollars. And what nitrox does is it allows me to be a mixed gas diver. So that means. 32% oxygen and 68% nitrogen, which is actually good for dives because on that, you actually um, not having as much nitrogen build up in your body. And you can stay down longer as far as um, a dive. So that's something that's good for me. And also, you actually it's actually healthier for you, but you do not want to go past the 66 feet um, as far as um, recreational diving with it because after that, if you were to do that, then you would actually suffer something what we call oxygen toxicity. And of course, Sketch, I know you're going to edit a lot of this out. So thank you for <laughs> hey, <me> saying this. <laughs> uh, bonus features. I probably won't. <laughs> oh, there you go. Rest assured, Darrell's advice is never shallow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Dr. Stone itself can be educational, why can't we? Thank you for your words of wisdom. So, they got to get Kazuki revived, but when they put almost all the pieces together he, he seems to be uh, uh missing something on on his back there's uh kind of a a a, a poop hole as Suika put it and senku is totally okay with letting the old man have a poop shaped scar on his back by the way but thankfully taiju finds the piece along with the pieces of everybody else Just, taiju, taiju is, is something <laughs> man and Taiju is just like fucking god tier, man. I don't know, dude. Like I said, he's a fucking freaking nature, man. Ultra I mean, how do they have Taiju. enough revival fluid for all those people? Like, I thought they had because they had a. They made it very clear to say we have a limited amount of platinum, limited amount of revival fluid. Oh and no, yet, no, there they seem can to make be a, plenty. They can make a ton with they just need a, that, with just tiny, a little platinum. They can make a tiny ton of bit of platinum for a catalyst, and they can make a ton of that stuff. That's actually but, one of the But, you know, if that machine were to be destroyed, they'd be in a lot yeah. of trouble. <laughs> yeah. They don't have to rely on bat poop anymore. Eh. Nope. <laughs> no more guano. Yeah. But guano is an excellent fertilizer, though. No doubt. <laughs> and before we get into talk of a uh, discussion of <laughs> usefulness of fertilizer, <laughs> let's let's press on. Uh, so, yeah, Kazuki is revived, and uh, as we mentioned before, the the uh, the revival process, the, the petrification then revival process, you know, heals all kinds of ailments. So he's like, I feel better than ever. And it's like, yeah, you probably had arthritis or something. <laughs> so uh, new and improved Kazuki. It's just raring to go and immediately very sad that the mobile lab has been dismantled for uh, their other projects. Uh, so they quickly get everybody else revived, uh, large part thanks to Yuzuriha and her incredible ability to put people back together. 
and Soyuz is no uh, uh, no louse at that either because he has a really good memory for some reason. Mm-hmm. More on that later. Yes, I know, right? <laughs> So with Kazuki's help, they rebuild the mobile lab, which is uh, very important to him. And uh, they also finish the drone. And Krom thinks he has a really good idea to use the fidget spinners to stabilize the drone. And then Senku's like, oh, yeah, we already did that with the Mark II. But that was a good idea. (laughs) Dang it, Senku. (laughs) Let Krom have a moment. Uh, Meanwhile... How are things going for the spy team? Well, Ginro has been chosen by Ibarra to be presented in front of the master, which he he's just really, really excited about. Not at all. <laughs> but but uh, you know, he's he's a spy. This is this is what they need. They need to you know find out what's the deal with the master. And he does. He does, and it turns out the master shocker has been petrified. I was waiting for this for so long because the last time we talked about this, everyone's like, oh, who is this master? What's his problem? And I'm sitting here going, don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Like, almost immediately, I'm like, Abara's pulling the strings here. <laughs> it's so obvious. It is so obvious. That's why we're not seeing the master. No, the master's all mysterious. Like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, huh. The 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 petrified master certainly is reminiscent of someone. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. pretty pretty similar face to somebody. Hmm. Hmm. Curious and, and curious. This, this is a big find. So obviously Ginro needs to get the word out. But he's even though he used the <laughs> the pineapple with the with the gas in it, Ibarra gets up pretty quick and well. He did the same thing he did to everybody else who found out. Dealt with the problem. And dang, man, that had to be the most violent thing to happen in Dr. Stone so far. It was definitely dramatic. Guts Ginru right through with, oh, yikes. Serious damage, like. So bad that Kohaku immediately realizes there's no way to save him except for one. So they pass the message along to Amaryllis so that she can tell the others. And she runs up to the top of the master's hut and awaits petrification, kind of baits them to do it because she knows the only way to save him with that much eternal damage is to be petrified. And both of them wait there and entrust everything else to their comrades. And that moment when the ending song kicks in, I'm like, oh, oh, like you're not worried. You're not worried that there that there's going to be anything. You know, they they're going to be okay. But that doesn't, oh. that doesn't take away from the the compelling drama. No, no, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. Just very, very powerful moment. I'm, I'm sure it reads pretty well in the manga, but it does. It's super powerful in the anime. That, that's something I really appreciate about Doctor Stone. Having read the manga well past the point we're at, at least, I love the manga. I really do. But the anime tends to improve on it tenfold. They add so much to the, to the feeling just by framing things by. Using music in certain spots, 
the voice acting, it really improves the story. So now Amaryllis, armed with this very important information, returns to the science team and tells them about the master. And Soyuz remembers his past. It turns out his family lineage, that uh, every wife of the master was said to have an incredible memory so that they could retain the 100 tales. Makes sense, even though it kind of doesn't. <laughs> I remember yeah, he's from got... when I was uh, an infant, don't you? <laughs> Just uh, a few Christmases, maybe. <laughs> but... Yeah, so his memory has come in handy so far with putting people back together, but now we really understand why that's his deal. But unfortunately, uh, Maz managed to sneak up on them and not even Ukyo with his sonic hearing could notice. And after a rather intense exchange where uh, Gen tries his best to, you know, persuade the situation... The science team forms a shaky partnership with Maz to eliminate Ibarra because the enemy of my enemy is at least my temporary ally. <laughs> so they have Maz disguise himself and attack in the night to make the Islanders believe that the enemy is ridiculously strong and that there's several of them. Good plan, because they, they're basically uh, assuming that the, the warriors would be like, oh, he was like even stronger than you think. He's, they, they were super strong. That's why I lost. No yeah. other reason. No, no other reason at all. And Maz is like, yeah, because he is as strong as me. <laughs> God, Maz was also kind of a bastard. Oh. All I care about is beautiful women. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh. Like, he, he immediately is like, oh, Kohaku, you're one of the spies, I know. <laughs> Are we going to fight now? <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. She, I think she could have taken him. Mm, she probably could have, but... Potentially. She like, never under the right it. circumstances, at under least. Under the right circumstances, but the whole thing is that probably... She probably would have won it by a thread's hair. Yeah, and she... In a one-on-one -on -one fight, probably, but... With all those other soldiers around, definitely hard to pull off. Yeah, because they would have probably jumped in at some point. Mm -hmm. So they need a countermeasure for Maz besides finishing the drone and setting up a plan to use him to to bait uh, the uh, use of the Medusa. But the countermeasure, after all this time, they finally did it. They made a gun. And who do they choose as their marksman? Why? A former police officer, because that's a great idea. And in that mm. moment, Dr. Stone became America. Aggressively American. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, man. But uh, somebody else seems rather interested in that weapon. Uh, <laughs> which is certainly... Not not good. You you don't you don't want magma eyeing something very dangerous. <laughs> uh, so they attempt to trick the the islanders and force Kurosami to use the Medusa so they can snatch it with the drone, as was the plan. And uh, they try to use uh, Maz to to trick them by. <laughs> He really falls back like he's losing to Yuzuri. <laughs> 
who else was in that group? <laughs> like, so <laughs> really? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <clears throat> really uh, uh, actor of the year here. Uh, <laughs> but as they think this is about to you know, go their way, and they're about to send out the drone. Ryusu was like, you know, something about my sailor's intuition says we shouldn't do this. You should always trust that sailor's intuition. Because the plan has gone sideways and Ibarra is using Kurosami to uh, bait out Maz because he's suspicious of him. Ever since he noticed that Maz has the same kind of earring that Kohaku was wearing. Oh, oh by the way, he's been listening in all this time. So he knew where they were going to attack from. He knew the plan in general. He just didn't know that Maz was definitely assisting them. But uh, yeah, knowing that it's the fake Medusa, it was it was wise for Ryusui not to send out the drone. And they make a hasty retreat and Maz tries to make a big show of chasing after them. But uh, that all fell apart, obviously. So now Ibarra's plan is to tell everyone to board the intruder ship and attempt to get them off the island so he can petrify all the intruders from afar. And finally, Kurosami, bless her heart, is like, hey, wait a minute. This isn't something the master would ask us to do. He knows how dangerous this power is on the local wildlife and all of the humans. We can't have that. And Ibarra's like, oh, you got me. Now you're a statue. <laughs> I hate this guy. He's so horrible. He's so cringe. Yes. I mean, he 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 tried to kill Soyuz when he was a baby. He's like, oh, this kid has really good memory. You gotta die too. <clears throat> Man, this guy. Meanwhile, Magma goes off half cocked with a gun and wastes precious ammo. Who could have seen does. that? Oh happening. my god. That annoyed me so much. I was unreasonably angry. I was like, do you not see how high the stakes are? You jer you jerk, you're making it all so much harder. That made me really angry. But that's so American though. <laughs> America. I mean, like, literally going at guns blazing. Knowing that the situation is, is dire, but doesn't care. <laughs> oh boy. So part of the science team goes after him and the others head uh, to find the petrified master because they plan to revive the master and show the islanders that Ibarra has been lying to them all this time. But unfortunately, Ibarra, being not terribly stupid, crushed the master and left all the pieces. But uh, should took the pieces, buddy, because they can put stuff back together. <laughs> And Soyuz's impressive memory allows them to at least put the master back together. But un also, unfortunately, you know, that big piece missing from his face, they, they can't revive him. So we have a moment where Soyuz really laments that he couldn't save his father. And so that's a tough pill to swallow. <clears throat> yeah, he was having dang on survivor's remorse. So so what does that what does that mean then? I think they don't do a good job of addressing that yeah, they don't when they, really when someone can't be revived like okay so so what point is death really death when you don't uh, have enough pieces to put them together is, is yeah but I that's not it's just so so as the person 
alive in there somehow like what where where is that that soul of that per- like i think that they because they make it they kind of cheapen death because they make it so easy to revive the people that like you can't appreciate what is true death in this series i think I he was uh, point. i think he was probably to the point like um he was already taken out to the point that he couldn't be revived though like before he was already dead before he was petrified to be honest with you oh uh, that's possible though mm, i mean maybe you i don't think ibarra actually killed him before but that big chunk missing from his face i mean there, there could have been brain matter in there yeah i mean let's just put it like you know, there was no gray matter there man yeah he was literally a hollow i just uh I, I don't know this is this is again where the uh there's a couple they, of holes that weren't filled, man. <laughs> yeah, There's some holes not, in this theory, huh? Not, not just the the one in his face. Exactly. Uh, so the group boards the ship and use some science tricks in Gen's silver tongue to scare the Islanders. It's like, oh, I'm going to use my science powers on you. And when it seems like they've cornered, they've been cornered. Senku reveals the true objective was to revive their wild card, the Joker. So he throws some revival fluid into the cage and lets out Hyoga because they had one more card to play. Man. The fact that they're here is just. (laughs) Yeah, well, they know that. Uh, beating Kurosami with without Kohaku around is gonna be uh, uh, not Kurosami. Uh, Maz is gonna be very hard. So they 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 kind of have to do it. I mean, they don't really have much choice. But it's also like, uh, are you guys thank really God doing this? we thought to keep the psychopath on board with us. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Good. Good. Now, what if we needed the psychopath to kill the other psychopath guys? You never know when you need your own psychopath. <laughs> it's yeah. their own Vegeta. Ah. <laughs> oh, but he's so much worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Yoga is—he's—he's uh, he's up. He's uh, assessing the situation again. Tries to force Maz to fight Yoga by making Nikki declare that she's in love with Yoga, but she can't bring herself to do it because she's she's a shy maiden, and I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just that one little word is—it's. It's a big word for me. And I appreciate that even though Hyoga is a very terrible person, he's like, you know what, Nikki? You were true to yourself. And Gen, I value that silver tongue of yours. And Mods thinks that he can gain the, a powerful ally if he just appeals to Hyoga's values, but he reads him wrong <laughs> and really shouldn't have brought up that, oh yeah, I want all the beautiful women and if they're uh, attractive, then they should survive. Man. <laughs> what if they don't want you? Did yeah. it occur to, <laughs> never occurred to him that maybe maybe the beautiful woman don't want him either? <laughs> Just no. the no, no, no. He's he's such a well, such a catch. All the women want him, don't you know? God. Yeah. Like the sheer arrogance it takes to be like, it's oh, oh, because you want them, then it's all okay. No, bro. Mm-hmm. No, no. 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 Like, nah, bro. We we don't do that around here. 
I believe mm-hmm. in consent 100%. That's just how I roll around this camp. Also, screw that guy for disparaging Nikki. Like, dude, not cool. Not cool. So they fight. They come to blows. And Ibarra slinks away, as he does. And impossibly, his greatest but short-lived triumph, Yo shoots Ibarra, causing him to drop the Medusa. You did it, Yo! Oh my god. completely useless. This was like my biggest facepalm moment. I was so excited when he caught the freaking device. Yes. And then, and then. He blows it. Yeah, (laughs) he does. Yeah, I'm just going to float here in the water and pretend to be able to shoot people and be like, I'm fine. Nothing bad could possibly happen. Old man just falls out the ship, calls out the instructions to the Medusa and oh. Now you're petrified. Good job, yeah. yo. You should have said nothing. Yo, <laughs> you really dropped the ball on that one, yo. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not sorry, but I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so the rest of the science team returns to the island, and Hyoga correctly deduces that they are quickly building him the key to victory. And as Hyoga runs with... Maz Han on his trail, he realizes that he's actually putting his faith in Senku and the others, and he's like, huh, I'm putting my faith in them. Hmm. Ibarra snatches the Medusa back and petrifies Yo in the process, and uh, Orowashi witnesses it, and Ibarra takes a moment to consider his next move. Orashi runs to the center of the island as the science team tries to stop him and they pin him down only to realize that he didn't have the Medusa in his hands but rather it was inside of him because let me remind you Ibarra is the worst yeah this is like the most psychopathic thing <laughs> oh ever. gosh so horrible and as I the mean. Medusa activates Ukiyo yells Senku the instructions for operating it as, as best as he thinks hey he figured it out Exactly. <laughs> and Hyoga declares to Maz that humanity's most powerful weapon is an accumulation of knowledge, skills, and diligently obtained, refined over generations. Because Maz is like, I was born great. And Hyoga's like, nah, nah, that ain't yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you miss me with that shit. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> to quote Shakespeare, and some have greatness thrust upon them. Like like that spear getting thrust at him. Got to the point quick, though. (laughs) I messed up the order. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. (laughs) In my my notes, he really really screwed him. (laughs) Hey, look here. He just used some spiral power, man, and pierced the heavens. Oh! Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know what no. the spear that will pierce the heavens? <laughs> or pierce <And> the stoneness. <laughs> the, 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 the shininess of the gold-tipped spear uh, definitely uh, was flashy. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, it's like facing down the sun. Uh, anyway, uh, they're about to both get petrified, and uh, Hyoga admits that he and Maz probably are not going to get revived again. But Ma says, you know, if we do, 
I'd like to learn that technique. And Hyoga says he'd gladly teach Maz because the Owari Kan Ryu style is open to anyone who seeks to do it properly. Because exactly. in anime world, everybody becomes friends before they die. It's true. Or they think they're going to die. <laughs> Enemies are just friends that aren't your friends yet. Yeah. yeah just, just join fa- they just haven't joined Fairytale yet. That's all. It's a little happy ending uh, <laughs> too much for me. Like, I mean, come on. Sometimes people are just bad people. Exactly. Yeah. And Ibarra was one of those bad fucking people. Yeah, he's, he's a bad like, person. Like, he's <laughs> shitty, man. I'm like, dude, there is nothing fucking redeemable about you. Well, oh, Hyoga, they don't even try with him. Ultimately, Hyoga only picked the side he picked because he felt it was in his best interest, not yep. because he felt any loyalty to any of them. He just was going for what he thought would benefit him the most. Look at Hyoga was a fucking sip, man. We only deal in fucking absolutes, okay? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ibarra examining uh, what's left of the island is like, oh, my dear, your soft curds are all hard now. Like, "Ah, you creep. Oh, God. You creep. Think about how long he had been doing this to women, man. And I'm just Uh, like a fucking sick ass piece of shit, man. It's like, dude, I would have literally crushed him my damn self, man. Like, Seriously, petrified him, man. I would have busted his balls with a sledgehammer. What, what's his <laughs> stupid plan here? He so he petrifies the entire island. He wh- where does he think he's going to find other people? A and B, like how he he has no context for how he would dominate any other society. Like like he's literally eliminated. He he doesn't see, he doesn't strike me as the person who would be self sustaining. Like getting food for himself, getting shelter, getting clothing. Like he doesn't know how to do any of that himself. He's relied on a society for it. So him petrifying the entire island was just completely, it was a terrible move all around. He would have been better off, you know, reigning over them like as a terror, threatening them with petrification, but straight out like doing all that. Like he screwed himself too, because I don't think he's smart, but he's not competent enough to survive on his own. All he really has is his manipulation and and his his device and none of these things are going to serve him if he's alone i just did i didn't understand that that him doing that it all it didn't it didn't actually benefit him in any way as far as the plot goes it was a it was a poor move he believed that one of the enemies would survive and they did it was psycho and that he would be able to force them to tell him how to get people out that's that was the gamble he was playing it wasn't very smart but that tells you about a little bit about his intelligence. Okay, that I did. I did miss that that he was so sure he would be able to figure out. He how was to at least him. sure that he would find the revival fluid, right? But um, he hoped if there wasn't enough that he could revive somebody else, or that he'd find somebody else. What, what I find this interesting. This tells us about Ibarra. He's a good thinker if he has time to think. He is not good thinking on his feet. <laughs> no. And that tells us a lot. And I think that's demonstrative. Crow, you're absolutely right. It's still pretty dumb, but it tells us what kind of a person he is. He's a calculator, but he is not the kind that can do it on the fly. Or when he's under pressure, he thinks very poorly. Like he literally falls, yeah. man. So we basically see how he's gonna lose this because Senku is above all things very good at thinking ahead. in the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and thinking ahead. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
And he did. His opening gambit was to try and activate the Medusa using his voice over the speaker. That was pretty cool. That didn't work, but uh, it definitely freaked the crap out of Ibarra. It was one of my yeah. favorite scenes. I'm just like, yeah, oh. And uh, he looks up and sees a very smug Senku. <laughs> Who declares that it will be a battle of the gods between he and Ibarra as the proxies. All right, where's Beerus? Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, how's he going to get that thing out of Arashi? Oh, of course, he's just going to break him. I, I'm not I'm not entirely sure why it's totally okay inside of the petrified body. But again, where is the logic? <laughs> The anime logic and anime physics are totally different from real world. Like, so many of these characters have a superpower of some kind. <laughs> yeah, the, the show does like to give us science in its right spot, but when it comes to narrative stuff, it just does what's interesting. Real cool. Yeah, but Senku's still, like, such a fun character. Mm. I, I still, like, adore him as a character, just because... He, he always seems to figure out a way and he's always optimistic and he doesn't have any like physical capabilities like a lot of these superpowers tend to run. His is all just like being smart and it, it just makes it so fun to to watch him work, like how he figures things out. Because you, you don't know where this is going to go with him. You never know how he's going to get through with any situation. And when he's like, left turn here, I'm going to do this crazy thing. And you're like, holy shit, I didn't, I would never, that would never have occurred to me. The dump would be in here. Like, it's just so fun to watch him work through problems and to figure out these wild, crazy solutions. And then he's got like a 12-step program to how to get there. Like, it's it's amazing. He's He makes for a really great, character for the series and i, I agree it. with you yeah but he's he's so fucking lovable man i mean like he has his moments <laughs> but the one thing that i kind of hate man is they really won't let him show any emotion mm. like you know mm. i mean like with bianca you man i know i was like man come on just let the man shed a tear too some but you know i get it though senku is just very logical and I'm pretty sure at some point they're going to just, like, you know, let him have some kind of breakdown or something. He's had As a emotional moments, but they're yeah. muted. Yeah. As a He's hardcore very shipper, reserved. I hardcore ship him in Kohaku. Yes, I need that moment. I need that moment. It's very important <laughs> to me. It's extremely uh, important to me. <laughs> he was so unfazed when she was all over him to try and trick Kurosami. I loved it. <laughs> God, you know that man literally has the discipline of a fucking eunuch. Yeah, I'm like, nothing when she was petrified. Like, what? What? How could you feel nothing? Come on. I don't come on. I I get this distinct. Maybe maybe this is my girl. I've talked to you about this. Maybe this is my autism radar going off. (laughs) Uh, I get the distinct feeling he's got emotions. He's just not good at expressing them. Mm. Yeah. I'll put it to you like this. Most people who are intelligent, we really do sometimes have a um there's a mental block with expressing certain emotions. And like with Senku showing arrows, which is love, and that kind of romantic love, it's kinda hard for him or he really doesn't have a um real good grasp on it. Seriously. I was like, like that Spock. for a long time. Yes, like Spock. I, I think that's a very good comparison. Like it's, it, it, he, he's it's not that it's not that because I've seen him in this show have reactions that are clearly emotional, but he's got they're they're kind of muted, just, but they're there. 
which tells me he's he's keep he's holding a lot back. I'm yeah, good with that. But this is such a fun a, series. It's wild, wild it's, season. It's extremely satisfying to watch because it keeps you hanging, but it also keeps giving you the answers quickly. Like it, it has a really good flow. Um, and I like that. And it's got a nice overhanging mystery. We still have this why man thing. We still have to understand about these devices, how they work and why they're even there. Like, how did one even come to be on this island and how this can yeah, why? Like, there's so many questions to be answered. And I love that they build that all up. Why is that Medusa on this island when that wasn't where it originated? Yeah, that's question. a really good question. Interesting coincidence that it ends up on the island that the space station went down on. <laughs> Indeed. That's right. That's right. It did go down there because that's where he got the platinum. Yes. Huh. Oh. And don't forget about the thousand tails. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just compelling enough to know that there was at least two um, two civilizations that were passing on the 100 tails. I'm loving it, but I'm so glad that I actually got to give some serious contribution to the conversation tonight, man. Well, we always enjoy having you on here, Bay, and ah, of course. We, we hope there will be more things to talk about with you in the future. Oh, there will be at some point, you know. I got a couple of irons in the uh, irons in the fire. Um, I said I was going to get my patient certific patient access certification, which means that. When it comes time to talk turkey to get more money, they're gonna have to pay me my worth. And this job is supposed to start at around eighty thousand, so I can ask for more with a certification under my belt. Nice. And eighty thousand dollars in Alabama is pretty damn good. Like I could ball out. I could actually probably get a house at this point. So Very I good. I would always recommend buying over renting. Amen. Oh, no, one, one of the best financial decisions I ever made. Same here. That's the goal. I really want a, I want a three to four bedroom home with two baths. Maybe I, I'm not sure if I want to do like two levels now. I might do like a single level, but I just need to see how the um, space and square footage is going to be because I don't want small rooms. <laughs> Even if nah, I to, nah, you don't want small rooms. <laughs> no, I don't like. I need like plenty of closet space too. Man, I got a lot of fucking anime. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah. Oh, I'm bursting at the seams over here. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that much. I because I got my DVD shows out here, and woo, Dude, lots I of saw anime. Your stuff, looking man. good. Yeah, yeah, it's it nice is. It's, all there. It does look good, and it, it's so satisfying to have all your stuff on it shelves, really too, is. isn't it? And not in boxes. Like it's I mean, a lot of it was in boxes just because of where you know I was. I was a studio apartment until about half a year ago now, and coming back up from Christmas with a bunch of my stuff and my DVD shelves. Man, it's just put things away. Yeah, I was like, man, that looks really nice. So I was like, <laughs> hopefully in the next two years, getting a home is the goal. And I was like, with that, I was like, I think I'm going to probably dedicate one room to like being my personal library. So that's going to be media handbooks. So I could actually start buying physical copies of more books that I want. So I'm sorry, I just can't do the electronic shit, man. It's it's hard for me to do it. Being a librarian for that long, I mean, it's a great technological long advancement for people who don't have who have limited space. But I'm so fucking old school and bent on it that I actually need print media. Hey, no shame in that. No shame in that at all. 
Yeah. Every company's trying to make us buy things only digitally, and then we never truly own them. And it's uh... exactly that's the thing. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, they can easily take away digital material. I mean, I look at shit like Hulu, Apple, Spotify, like all those platforms. If I'm you like, don't this at least push. have a file that doesn't require another program, app, yeah. another app, then you don't own it. Like, yeah, I don't mind like something you... like iTunes where I download and then I have the file. Look, there are definitely some less than legal ways to get this material digitally that you can keep yourself. And certainly you can buy some digital material to be yours. But if you're streaming it, it will never, ever be truly yours. And those streaming services, as we've learned from the whole stuff about the iTunes, um, can completely disregard any ownership of purchase ship that you've had. And it's interesting to talk about this now because this has been a big topic on Twitter recently, but also because a lot of this community does either streaming or physical media, one of the two. And I've always been a person that has relied on digital copies of things. I don't collect physical media like you do laser or you, or any of the three of you. I've never done that outside of books. So like it was a really interesting wake up call to see like, oh, if, if this is information, if any of these were, were media outlets I wanted to keep for the future, I may not be able to. Um, and it's, it's just, it's just something to, you know, for this community, especially, I think it's relevant. I think, you know, even for this podcast, for all of us, because we, we do that a lot. We've, we've supported back when right stuff anime was going on. We did a lot to support them and show how buying physical media was a big deal to them, you know, to, to, to the community there. And, even though now Crunchyroll owns it, which we all have strong feelings about, it's still like one of these things where understanding that, you know, there is there is some value, I will admit, to owning physical media. If that is something you value down the line, understand that you don't necessarily have constant access to the digital copies of these products. And it's unfortunate. I didn't. I did truly did not see this going this way. But it seems really obvious now that that was always going to be the case. I mean, I love owning digital copies because the thing is, when the internet goes out, guess what? I can watch my DVDs or my Blu-rays. Well, and I'm I'm going to be a little bit, bit little bit uh, harsh here with with rights holders, but I don't mean to be mean, but. If buying digitally does not equal ownership, then how is piracy theft? Good Ooh. point. That, <laughs> that is a very fair point, and to be honest with you... And I am not a I've... pirate. I, I, You guys, you commented, I posted recently my DVD collection. I have a ton of anime. You know, the thing is, I, I used to be so against piracy back in the day when we was doing all the articles and stuff and getting the DVDs because I was like, that cuts into, you know, what we get in, and as far as what I was getting paid for. But I was like, at this point, I'm okay with piracy now. I'm okay with piracy. You know, I'm, I'm like, okay hey. with piracy if you have no other alternative, and that includes, oh, we, well, you can buy it digitally. Well, you don't really own it <laughs> when you buy it digitally. That's the problem. Um, now, I, I believe in ethical doing things ethically if it's available buy it yeah you know i'll buy what i can man but yeah. even if you're you, technically renting it yes even if you're technically renting it <laughs> that's why i don't pay much for digital copies I'm like, no i won't pay much for digital <laughs> copies either like i bought uh chainsaw man. four dollars for an anime season though yeah, exactly yeah 
Exactly. I bought <laughs> trade something for five bucks off iTunes. I'm like, five bucks. Why not? Yeah, but, and if you're if you're savvy, if you if you do that, there is a way you can keep again, that material. Yes. If you want to keep that material, just talk to Jose. You he just have to, you you just to have to be, know how to do it, how to mani- you know do I, that I, on I, your I know the ways. computer. I, I know the right ways. Yeah. yeah. And no, oh, apparently Plex Google can it, get all hard. messed up if you're I heard not careful. About that. Um, with Plex, because um, I I heard I saw that if you use Plex, because I I will straight up admit I use Plex for everything I own. I'm not. Database. I'm not going to come on this podcast and tell people how to do that. No, I'm not going to no, come on this podcast either. either and tell them you should buy this or you should buy that. I'm not going to say that. I think it's just one of these things that it's a reality right now we're facing, and it's important to discuss it and say, well, what are the options available, and and what 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 are the ethical challenges behind these options? I honestly don't know the right answer, but it really shouldn't be on us, the users, to have to find workarounds to these things. Honestly, it should Agreed. be within the the people selling these materials to discover this. So the only way we're going to get those answers is if we demand them publicly. I will say this. As anime fans, we are super blessed with a lot of home video that other niches wish they had. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is definitely a staple in the community. Like me and Laser said, we miss Suncoast. Oh, Suncoast video, man. I used to go down there all the time when I was a kid. Um, Yeah. At this point, I can't buy anime anywhere (laughs) other than online anyway. Um, Pretty much. You might find the odd box set of something really popular like Dragon Ball or Demon Slayer at Target or Walmart. But Walmart's it, man. Target and Best Buy left home video. I mean, like you can go to Walmart, you can find some nice little things. A few things, but yeah, if you want something that's not like super, super, super out there, like Dragon Ball, you can find Dragon Ball Super at Walmart. You can find that. But if you're looking for something else, yeah, you're pretty much gonna have to buy online. And at this point, there's really only three places that I would even consider looking at. <laughs> I don't even use Robert's Anime Corn anymore, I, man. I don't use it only because the shipping is, isn't great for me. If I if you live on the East Coast, definitely give Robert a go. Um, if you're on the West Coast or close enough like me, it takes a bit longer. Uh, that's why I switched to write stuff, honestly, is they were faster getting stuff to me. But Robert's, you know, they were always good to me. Yeah, the thing is, I want them to do the um the dub of um the regular Magic High School man, like the first season. If they do that, then I buy the second season because currently the first season doesn't have a dub um on physical copy. No, well, that's up to Anaplex. That. Yeah, Anaplex is my ne- is my nemesis for a reason. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but they, at least I, hey, at least they got more uh, um case study of Anitas. They they finally heard me. <laughs> I mean, I really want to buy Acid Wars, man, but that's just going to be a pain in the butt right now. I got so much stuff that I got to do, man. But yeah, long, long rant, short, home video, good. Um, I definitely recommend it if you're into anime. Get your favorites. Um, Jason DeMarco yeah. was talking about this a while back about, you know, stream versus owning your own copy. It's actually not that bad if you go out there and you look for good deals especially used. Um, but even mm-hmm. if you get new, I did not get as much as I have overnight. I, I've been collecting for 20 years. Exactly. Dude, Just wait I, for I, a good sale. They happen all the time. They do. Dude, I they absolutely do. Hey, and we have uh, 
we have we know someone who has a collection for sale. Yeah, catch. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, what you got for sale? One of our, oh, I, I'm not selling anything. Our, uh, our, uh, our collaborator Duelist is uh, trying to offload some stuff to pay some bills. So, check out his uh, his Twitter, Heart of Sword seventy five. I think that's uh, we well, that's we follow it. each other, so I should be able to find. Yeah. yeah, he's got he's got quite he's got quite a bit on there, and um, he's anxious to offload it and is willing to discuss and negotiate. So, yeah, if anyone's interested in acquiring, yeah. Anyone interested Please. in acquiring stuff, you know, check out his his Twitter. He's got quite a few things that are out of print that may or may not have gotten a re-release. So you should definitely check out his wares because he's he's got some good stuff. He's been collecting for a long time. Yeah. Let's see. Now's the time, especially if you're worried about getting physical copies of digital media. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. Because, I mean, you look at the huge selection of anime that Funimation released over the years, they're not going to get re-released. At least not most of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, no, there, there so. are things that are gone. Uh, and there are things that have been gone that only recently came back because discotheque are gods. Yeah. But things come and go. They do. Um, mm -hmm. Nothing lasts forever. Even something as magical as Dragon Ball. There was a time where if you liked the original Dragon Ball, pre-Z Dragon Ball, it was completely out of print for like three years. Wow. That was between but when they... they and blue oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a new Dragon Ball Z orange box. It's Rhesus. Oh, no. <laughs> it's They have a collaboration with Rhesus cereal. Oh, That's amazing. That's uh, amazing. Why is this happening in 2024? You, I couldn't uh, tell you. Why Why uh, would Dragon Ball Dima. Why shouldn't it happen? This is this is fabulous. I'm loving it. Are you kidding me? It's setting us up for Dragon Ball Dima. That's what's going on. That's perfect. Uh, I, I mean, maybe. <laughs> so anyway, let's yeah. finish up. Uh, let's wrap up with the Doctor Stone. We have four episodes uh, left, starting on the 14th. Right. Uh, yeah, the next episode will be on the 13th, and we should actually talk about that uh, because big. Big things happening with the tsunami schedule this uh, this this next week, the thirteenth. There will be another extra long episode of Demon Slayer kicking off the block. That'll be the uh, Entertainment District arc. You've probably seen the promo. They've aired it enough, <laughs> which means Doctor Stone will be bumped to one a.m. that particular week. And One Piece is down to one episode again. Alas. It was inevitable, and. Uh, Naruto Shippuden still at two. We are getting very close to the end. And uh, IGPX HD remaster is continuing at 2.30. It's continuing. It's on track. Jose has said on Twitter that it's not going to be any uh, delivery issues on his end. So that is a Herculean feat. I said that wrong, but you know what I mean. That is like he, he, is, he is the <laughs> real champ. He he's doing a great job promoting it too. It's um it's pretty cool. And apparently he said that the DVD has both, that they're releasing it with both, and then you can see the difference or something like that. Maybe oh, I'm yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it has both the the IG version and the Toonami version, which is mainly uh a, a, a music differences, but yeah. Also some you know, some other things. Well the but, digital. Yeah. 
So, yeah, he's uh, he's been working really hard on that, and uh, total props to him. And I hope to to talk about it with him on the podcast at some point. We will. Yeah, that we will try great. to make that happen. But he is very busy, as you can imagine. <laughs> very very busy. We gotta get Jose on. Mm-hmm. If we can get him. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's very very busy. So. On the 20th, Toonami starts a new show through the block, Licorice Recoil. Yeah. That will be uh, starting at 1 a.m., which means Dr. Stone will be back at 12.30. Uh, there may be a reason why it's keeping its 12.30 slot, mainly because there's only four episodes left, and they might have kind of a big deal coming in when Dr. Stone ends. And I don't usually talk about... Uh, not entirely reliable sources, so I'm not sure if this is a hundred percent, but uh, I think we could probably trust some information about Latin America Adult Swim, and they released uh, information about their upcoming editions. And one of those starting on February 10th, which should simulcast in both Latin America and the U.S., is Ninja Kamui. Mm-hmm. You know, that that little uh, original we series that. from the director of Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, kind I, of a big deal. <laughs> I mean, we were we were weren't we expecting this eventually this year? I thought that we was. Were, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, were, we yeah. were expecting it this year. Yeah. At, at briefly, people were thinking maybe it was going to be at the end of last year because of some wordings of things. But. Honestly, I didn't think it would show up this soon despite that. So, hey, I'm, really, cool. I'm, I'm excited. That's going to be really cool. It looks really good. I'm I'm very excited. So hopefully this uh, <laughs> this news bump doesn't age poorly. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Dr. Stone has four episodes left and it looks like Ninja Kamui will be coming in to replace it. It is an original series, so it will probably take the top spot on the block. That is typically how it works. But, uh, in the meantime, Demon Slayer will continue to be our headliner, followed by Dr. Stone, the new series Licorice Recoil at 1 a.m., One Piece at 1.30, Naruto Shippuden continues at 2, and IGPX Remastered finishes the block at 2.30. Of course, there is also kind of a pseudo-Tunami block afterwards with uh, both uh, Unicorn Warriors Eternal, and I think Primal was on after that, too. God, I so, would give anything for season two of that series. I know how you feel about it. I don't care. I want season two. No, I want season two, because okay. if there is no season two, that show sucks. Yeah. You cannot <laughs> leave me hanging like that. I think that's a fair point to make. Like, <laughs> and I'm not good, lie, but like, I need more. new material that was aired this year, that was my favorite. Not this year. Uh, 2023. That was my favorite new series of 2023 seriously I'm certainly more partial to superman <laughs> yeah but no, i i just i'm, I'm not gonna say it's a bad show it's a very good show it's just we just have high to, expectations compared to everything else gendy's done just, just not not yeah not not working for me <laughs> uh, i disagree but i understand why you feel because we've had this discussion before what <laughs> if it has a second season and it delivers on what it has set up then it could turn it around. But if it never gets that other season, yeah, that's, uh, I'm that's on disappointing. The elf. Just I mean, I wasn't expecting a third season of Primal, but that's coming. 
So yeah, but it's going to be. He he even said it, it, it's not going to be like the same. It's just going to be yeah, separate yeah, yeah. episodes. It, should, it shouldn't be the same. It no, be, it'll be it'll be like like shorts in the same world with different yeah, characters. Should, and I think that be an anthology complete, series. Yeah, it makes complete sense. And all that matters is because because the, the 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 actual style of the animation and the narrative was so well received that I think that there's. That that it it'll be anthology is the appropriate next response for that. I mean, it's not like it's not like we don't have other animated series that do things like that that don't have overall narratives. So it'll be good. I'm excited. You can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. You can follow us on facebook.com backslash tsunami faithful podcast and on Twitter at tsunami podcast. You can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Deezer, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Overcast, PodBay, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Radio.com, Spotify, and the TuneIn app. And you can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast and get the latest news by following at Toonami News on Twitter and read the news, views, and reviews on ToonamiFaithful.com. So, Laser, tell our listeners where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Twitter at LaserKidPrime. You can find me on Blue Sky at LaserKid. And you can find my Toonami Focus editorials right here on Toonami Faithful. And Kuro, where can they find you? I'm not ready to abandon Twitter yet. Mostly because I just can't put the effort into another social media and building followers again. That's a lot of work. I Girl, just tell me it. about it. <laughs> so I mean, I'm on I'm Blue Sky, here. but I'm way more active on Twitter. So I'm, I'm going to wait you. here. Occasionally, I'll be on Discord, but but I'm still on Twitter. And I'm still going to call it Twitter, and it's Happy Kuro Kitty. And I would love a follow. I also like more talkbacks, y'all. Give us talkbacks. I love reading those. They're fun. We'll read them on this show if you give them to us. Yeah, we'll make sure to do a call for talkbacks for the uh, next Dr. Stone discussion, which will finish off the season. Mr. Durrell, tell the folks where they can find you if you're not diving. Oh, yeah. If I'm not diving, you can always find me at Ukami underscore Samurai 7 at Twitter.com because I don't believe in fucking X. X is uh, unknown. And I know where the fuck I'm at at all times, if I'm not beneath the sea. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it these days. You know, besides working, diving and, and dive bars. Well, actually, we say dive and dive often. Ah, learn something <laughs> new. Yeah, live or dive much. hard. <laughs> hey, I can definitely get the depth these days because I'm in depth. Sketch. <laughs> Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And I do have a blue sky at Sketch1984, but I I don't I don't use it. <laughs> well, I'm being honest, I don't use mine either. I mean yeah, I it's it's like nice to have, but I don't I don't like copy my posts from Twitter over there. I did again, it's it's too late. I can't I can't move. But if they ever add DM features, maybe, maybe. We talk about this a lot on this podcast for some reason. That's that's what Sketch mainly cares about. <laughs> Elon, quit ruining Twitter. I know. God. <laughs> oh, the He's sad. the worst. Oh, boy. I saw a lot of posts about <laughs> what's one thing that you have that Elon Musk will never have. <laughs> and they are so savage. Mostly, mostly about his home life and it's well deserved exactly 
Peace I out. have a fulfilling Bro. sex life, even though I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> Thank, thanks for sharing, Darrell. Oh, I'm always glad to share. Uh, always glad to overshare. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm no filter anyway, man. So everybody doesn't know what the hell. <laughs> Darrell is overshare King Gainer. Yeah. Ooh. I like to overshare sometimes. I know it makes people uncomfortable sometimes. <laughs> or it gets a, at least it gets a couple of laughs here and there. Or you know, they're all going to say next. All right. Well, Paul will be calling me any moment to do a different podcast. So we should wrap it up here. Thank you all for joining me. It's uh, it's great to have you back. It's great to be back. I know we had a, a bit of a longer break than I intended. I also wanted to get out another uh, off-topic episode, which did get recorded. I just, man, life. <laughs> life it's almost like you. there's been a lot of holidays. Yeah, yeah. Holidays, they happen. But we're back on track. We're probably going to be releasing episodes uh, every week for at least a little while because there's plenty of things to talk about. We got we just talked about Doctor Stone. We got to talk about Demon Slayer. We got Licorice coming up. We might have Ninja Kamui coming up. It's a lot to talk about, and it's been a while since we talked about One Piece, la- Laser. It has been a minute. It's uh, it's about time to start talking about Dress Rosa. <laughs> Ooh, I have things to say about Dress Rosa. <laughs> oh, the tea, the tea. We'll, I we'll actually get to like it. Dress Rosa, believe it or not. Hey, I like you too. It's just it's pretty long in the tooth. <laughs> it is. It is. But enough about that. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for staying with us after all these years. We hope you have a great new year. And continue listening to our podcast. Until next time, we're punching out. Just remember, Deuces. if you need some anime, you can always take a high dive. Hashirasu <laughs> 